With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Okay, so now we're getting into the swing of things, baby. It's week four in the NFL season, and the games are getting good. So how do you get involved in all the great matchups this week? You use the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. All new customers bet only $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly at the DraftKings Sportsbook. So why not bet that five and get these bonus bets? Come on, man. We trying to get y'all caked up. You know what it is? You love your team. You love watching football. Staying on the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you're not a new customer, I'm not going to forget about you. All customers can get in on two different offers every single game day this September. So go now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use my promo code DCTV to get started. Bet five and get $200 in bonus bets instantly we always want something more and DraftKings is doing that for you let's go gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net and if you're in New York call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text 467-369 in Connecticut help is available for problem gambling Call 888-789-7777 or visit bcpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions do apply. Yo, what up, guys? I'm Daniel Cormier. You guys have seen me in so many different roles, right? The fighter, the broadcaster, the podcaster. But what you have not seen me do is talk to my family and the people closest to me. And because of that, I want to introduce you to my newest adventure in podcasting. And that's going to be talking to my boys, the closest people to me about the sport that we all love so much. You got my cousin, Terry, me and this guy were born two days apart and you might know him. You just might not have took notice of him. He's the guy that every single time I walked onto a weigh-in stage was up there with me. But not only is he a big time fan, he's obsessed 
I cannot tell you how many Tuesdays I have got texts from Terry talking about he's watching the contender series. The shit is out of control. How much does dude watch fighting? We used to watch video cassettes of all the boxing fights he had growing up. Dude is truly a diehard fan. I'm excited for y'all to get to know Terry better. Bottom left, my nephew Jamel. Terry was also in the military, so T, thank you for your service. We got my nephew Jamel, who lived with me when he was in high school, ultimately went to play basketball at Northeastern Oklahoma on to the University of Central Oklahoma. My oldest nephew, one of the closest people to me, multiple times, this guy has held me up after walking to the weigh-in stage where I was barely able to stand tall. So I'm excited for y'all to get to know Jamel. Just know this about the Jamel, though. Jamel does not hold his tongue. The only way I got him to agree to do this was if he's allowed to be him. So enjoy him, I guess. Only way. <laughs> the only way he's going to do it is if I let him be him. And lastly, you got my cousin Craig. This is one of my greatest friends. Again, he's been there from day one. He worked as my assistant for a little bit. He worked in my training camps. He was also lived with me. He was in high school, went on to play football at Oklahoma, Southwest, Southeastern Oklahoma in Durant, Oklahoma. He was a cornerback. Um, I've burned his ass a time or two in my life. Just ran right past him on a fly route. But Craig is also very knowledgeable mixed martial arts. These are my guys. And look, you'll get to know them better as we get going in there. But fellas, thank y'all for joining me, man. I appreciate it. Let's go, man. All right, boys. So the first topic, right? Last week, or yeah, a couple days ago, Tony Ferguson's latest fight was announced. Now, as you guys know, Tony Ferguson has lost multiple fights in a row. And after the last fight against Bobby Green, I was of the belief that he had probably reached the end of the road. Now, we might not have seen Tony Ferguson anymore. But lo and behold, in December, one of the biggest fights of the year, Tony Ferguson's next fight just got announced. He's going to be fighting Patty Pimblett at the UFC pay-per-view. Last time we saw Patty, he was in a very controversial decision, got the victory, but it seemed as though whereas everything went right for Patty in the beginning, the fans started to turn on him. So my question to y'all is this. Is this booking more about Tony Ferguson and where he is in his career? Or is this booking more about elevating Patty Pimblett? We'll start with you, Terry. I think it has to be to elevate Patty Pimblett. Just because you're going to use Tony Ferguson as a name. But, like, after looking at it, that's what I thought at first initially when it got announced. But after looking yep. at it, I'm looking at the level of competition that Tony Ferguson fought. And it's all killers, like, all the way down. Bobby Green was probably the easiest <laughs> fight that he had. So I'm thinking, like, if Patty Pimlet fought the same level of competition that Tony Ferguson did, his record probably looks exactly the same. You, you I, think, I don't think I don't think Patty Pimlet beats a Mike Chandler. I don't think Patty Pimlet beats Charles Oliveira. Like he's fighting high level competition. And granted, I don't think Tony Ferguson is still the same guy that he was. Don't get me wrong, but. I don't think it's that bad of a matchup when you're looking at it. Tony has fought the better level of competition. So but I, when you're but when you're looking at Tony Ferguson, you could tell me that he resembles the guy that was on that 12 fight win streak. Definitely not. And that's where like that's why I'm conflicted when I'm looking at it, where he's fighting Patty Pimlet. It has to be the Bill Patty. But I don't think it's that type of fight. I think he has a better chance than we're giving him credit for. 
Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not high on Patty Pimlet, bro. Like, I'm not thinking that Patty <laughs> Pimlet is on that level. Like, put Patty Pimlet in there with Michael Chandler right now, and he's gonna get killed, bro. Like, but Jamel has a completely different take on yeah. Tony Ferguson. Completely yeah. different. Man, you lost me when you said his last fight with Bobby Green. You thought he was at the end of the road. I thought he I was. Did. I did. He was at the end of the road way before his last fight. <laughs> what do you he mean? Was at the, he was at the end of the road way before his last fight with Bobby Green, bro. Killers. He bent T. He bent done T. I guess. I guess they are using the Tony Ferguson name. Hey, oh, he done on. No, here's the question, Jamel. But Terry does make a point, right? Terry does make a point that on that seven fight losing streak, boy, it's been Nate Diaz, it's been, it's been uh, 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 Charles Oliveira, it's been Nate Nate Diaz, been done long as Tony Ferguson. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, touche. I, I agree with that. I agree with that too. That wasn't no, 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 but, no. Who else are we naming? Who else are we naming? Well, I'm just trying to tell you when you look at the list of guys that Tony Ferguson has fought, like Terry said, he did get when this losing streak started, right? It was when he fought for the interim title, he fought Justin Gaethje. Then after he fought Justin Gaethje, he fought against Charles Oliveira. And then he fought Nate Diaz. And then he fought Michael Chandler. And then it seemed like he was taking a step back when he fought Bobby Green. But Bobby Green, as we all know, is a very talented mixed martial artist. Bobby Green has been around for a long time. So Tony Ferguson has not fought. I mean, we have seen Tony Ferguson in there with a who's who of fighters in mixed martial arts. So when you look at this matchup, Craig, it can't be as simple as they are going to use his name to elevate Patty Pimlet, even though on first look, Everybody has that first reaction. It's exactly like, oh, here we go again. Tony Ferguson out there with this young dude to lose because it seems like he's getting fed to him. But he has fought a level of competition that not many people can even see. Well, let me tell you something, bro. I have a list. Just like y'all put a list together, I have a list. (laughs) One of the things that we're missing right now is I look through my Rolodex and I see the people (laughs) that he beaten in his 12 fight win streak yes i feel like they're doing something that 12 fight run came about three or four years he ain't lost to nobody he beat all these cats and then he started taking a dive what's his losing streak right now i think it's seven six or seven six or seven i I think he got about i think he got about i thought it was like closer to nine no he lost like six or seven okay so you know what he has about Five or six more fights to lose to match that twelve fight win streak that <laughs> the UFC. You don't him get to lose through. twelve. You don't get to lose twelve fights in a row, bro. If you don't El get to Kukui, lose if if you're El Kukui, you get to lose twelve. He, you, they let him lose six. You really want him to turn to the boogeyman? He is done, bro. <laughs> he trying to like kill him. Boogeyman. You want him to die, bro? You want him to die out there, bro? He gonna start looking like a boogeyman. He keep fighting. Hey, let me tell y'all. But here's the question, though. What the UFC trying to do, bro? But is it simple? But is it as simple as is it as simple as he just needs one? Because imagine what happens for Tony Ferguson if he beats Patty Pimblett. He said before the last fight, I sat in the fighter meeting with him, and Tony Ferguson said, It's gonna be a fight right now. Five more fights, I'm on the title. So it's not like he has lost that desire to fight. He has not lost his the thought that he can be a world champion. And 
I'm going to tell you this right now. And this is the saying as old as time, fellas. Every great champion has one more night in him. We saw it with George Foreman when he beat Michael Moore. He did not belong in the ring with Michael Moore. We have seen so many great fighters have one great night where if you close your eyes and you squint enough, they remind you of that person that was on that run. They remind you, Jamel, of the Tony Ferguson that beat Kevin Lee for the interim championship. They remind you of the Tony Ferguson that beat Josh Thompson and beat all these dudes, Cowboy Cerrone, and all them dudes that he made look so average when we're talking about Hall of Famers. Cowboy Cerrone is a Hall of Famer. And Tony Ferguson beat him. Slash quitter. Yes. Tony Ferguson beat her. The <laughs> Kevin the Lee. Oh, come on. Oh. Go. <laughs> hey, Jamel, tell us what happened with the Kevin Lee fight, bro. What happened in the Kevin Lee fight? They both trash, bro. <laughs> what are you talking about? Who's hey, he, was getting, he was getting washed, though, that first round? Hey, come um, on, you, bro. Um, listen, you saying give him one more. Justin Gaethje, they say he just need one more. Gave him Charles over. He just need one how many one mores we gonna give him before you just keep losing? The dude is done. On can I be honest though? Can I be honest? Tony Ferguson is exactly who he's always been. The same fighting style, the same guy. He's just not fighting those guys that he fought on that twelve fight win streak. So you, so you think that the twelve fight win streak, when you're watching it as a fan, is more about the people he's lost to opposed to Tony Ferguson? I mean, I think Tony Ferguson was so good. Bro, the way he would hit these guys, the way he would hit these guys, they would look like they were bludgeoned, Terry. It yeah, looked like he was it, using, he had like the elbows, he had like that rangy style. Like he was dangerous, bro. Don't get me wrong. I just, that's what I'm saying. I just feel like you and I, Terry, have a better appreciation for who he was than Craig and Jamel. So, I, so does I he never, fight differently? I've never, view, I've never viewed him as like, I'm, I'm being honest, I've never viewed him as like the guy. Like when they had him on that run when he had to fight Khabib. When he's gonna fight Khabib, I never really viewed him as that big of a threat to him. But I just know, like, if they would get in there with him, he was cutting them up. He was he was tricky. Like his wrestling was tricky. Like he was he was dangerous. Now, I don't think he's that anymore. But I'm just just maybe because I'm not that high on Patty Pimlet that I think he still has a chance against a fighter of that caliber. But especially yeah, him we, losing to Jared Gordon. I agree with you. I'm not high on Patty yeah. either. But what is Tony Ferguson doing that's different than what he did before? No, no, he fights the exact yeah. same, so why does yeah. it not work now? But let me ask you a I question. I think the matchups in that 12-fight win streak was the perfect time for Tony Ferguson to, uh, for those fights. I think, right? he lost some, I think he lost something in the Justin Gaethje fight. Middle of a pandemic, no people in the arena, fighting Justin Gaethje for five rounds, getting beat up for as long as that took. I thought he lost something in that fight, and he just never looked the same afterwards. But, guys, not many people don't lose something when they fight Justin Gaethje. Yeah, That's what happens. Justin Gaethje takes a little part of you that you don't get back. So I don't think you can blame Tony Ferguson for that. So so we looking at the names in that 12 fight that made him, oh, my God, it's, it's Tony Ferguson. But let's think about it, oh. All the all the guys that he fought, I feel like was kind of on their way out in that twelve. The ones with a name was kind of on that decline. Josh Thomas, Josh Thompson, Josh Thompson, bro, you know Josh, him. Josh Thompson, I know. Yes, Josh Thompson, Josh Thompson, RDA. Um, RDA Kevin is still D. fighting today. Is he RDA though? Still but at that time, him. like he fought him in 2016. So I think that was RDA at that point in the game, bro. And he was a former uh, lightweight champion. Yeah. I got to give him credit for that. And then you got Edson Barboza. 
He's always still the man. He's not. He's not. He he's wasn't. Not, I I get it. He's not perfect, but he still was dangerous at that time. He would he he would pose problems for him. I think Jamel just kind of don't like. I think he just looked at Tony Ferguson. So so the whole time when we are even at AK, we like man, this is the hardest fight for Habib. You just you guys just never bought it, Craig. Y'all never bought that Tony Ferguson would be that guy that would Listen, challenge Habib in that way. I'll tell you this much: when he fought Lando Venata, that fight right there, it was that like was it was so entertaining, right? It was super entertaining. And it but shouldn't have been. If he it was that shouldn't good. have been. And at, have at been. that moment, like before, I'm yeah. not going to lie, because I've been around you guys and then around all the guys, like preparing for Ferguson three fights in a row and never yep. getting to get that. And then when we finally see him fighting Lando Venata and he's doing them cartwheels and them backflips and all that stuff <laughs> to get around this kid. And it's a freaking fight. I was like, this is this is not El Kukui anymore. Like now, I started looking at him totally different. Like I don't, I don't see Tony Ferguson as the guy that's gonna challenge Khabib, and I didn't, and we never got to see that because we literally saw a decline three fights later from Tony Ferguson that has continued today. That dude is—he just still feels like he can fight. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, it's September. So you know what that means. As always, we got more mixed martial arts. But, but is the return of pro and college football. Now, you can always watch it on TV, but trust me, guys, it's nothing like being at a live sporting event. There is nothing like live sports, whether it's in a stadium around the world or around the country or inside of an arena, and there's an octagon in the middle. There's nothing like live sports, guys. 
And the Game Time app can help you attend all your favorite live sports, whether it be one of those football games, basketball games, mixed martial arts, or hell, a comedy show or a concert. The Game Time app has got you. They are the worldwide leader in last-minute ticket purchases. So download the Game Time app today and save money. And if that ain't enough, use my promo code DCTV for $20 off of your first purchase. So it doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing. Stop it all. Get out and do something fun and use the Game Time app to do that. Save money right away and save even more by using my promo code DCTV. So download the Game Time app right now and start to save on all your favorite sporting events. So here, here's the question. This is my this is my last question before we move on for Tony Ferguson. Is there risk in using Tony Ferguson as the UFC to elevate Pimblet? Because no matter what you say, Nate Diaz, Tony Ferguson, all them dudes, right? That the fans love, they hold a special place in their heart. Is it dangerous? For these dudes to be used to uplift these guys because it can work in the opposite direction. You could have the fans turn on that kid because it's not professional wrestling. In professional wrestling, you take the old guy, he gets pinned by the new guy, and then the new guy becomes the man. It's not as simple in fighting. Some people are so drawn to those memories of who these guys were that they may turn on the new guy. Is there a risk? And if Patty Pimblett goes out there and he demolishes Tony Ferguson that the general fan goes, I don't like seeing that happen to one of a, a guy like El Kakui, especially when a section of people feel, just like you, Jamel, just like Craig, that he may be past his best days. Right. So it's I'm almost like you're, be maybe. You're, beating, you're beating on someone that you feel like is a shell of himself. And it's like, to me, like for Patty <laughs> Pimlin, he's already kind of on a decline from what he was like with the loss to Jared Garden, with some of the things that he's done, like he's not the same Patty Pimlin. So this could be a negative thing if he does. No, Patty Pimlin, Patty Pimlin is the same kid. He going to be the same kid. I'm talking about Tony on the Ferguson side, Terry. Is there danger if if Patty Pimlin walks right through Tony Ferguson, does the general public go, man, I don't like this. I don't like seeing one of my great champions go down in the way that he did. Because, T, when Lennox Lewis beat Mike Tyson, right, there was so much hope that Mike Tyson, after coming out of jail and all this stuff, he had beaten a couple of them dudes, Franz Bolton, all them dudes. People thought Mike Tyson's back. Maybe Mike Tyson becomes the world champion. And when you watch Lennox Lewis beat on him, you couldn't help but feel like, I don't know about this Lennox Lewis dude. And I think it hurt Lennox more than it helped him. Is there a chance that this happens to to Patty Pimblett? Yeah, it can. I think it really can. Just because, like, we, they, they, for the very same reason that you say that, that it could fall back because he's, like, he's already on the decline with the Jared Gordon thing. That's why I was saying that. Whereas, like, he didn't get a, a clear win. People still look at him differently from the behavior from that fight. So now if he goes there and he beats on Tony, Tony Ferguson, and like you said, that, that effect comes that could damage his career. Yeah. Because now you're not even taking on challenges anymore. You're just fighting washed-up people. Again, I hate to say that about any fighter, but like we've kind of came to that conclusion that he's a shell of himself. Bro. No, that's Jamel who came to that conclusion. Why, why? Why do you hate to say he washed up? That is a fact, bro. We shouldn't yeah. be scared to say facts. I'm the general. Pu- I just the I'll general get- public gonna feel bad. Yeah, I've been feeling bad. Huh? Listen, I really think I really think though UFC is in a no win situation. If we being honest, if right. Tony Ferguson goes out, if they if he go out there and get his ass whipped, if he get beat bad. 
they're gonna say he shouldn't have done that fight. If he goes out there and win, then they lose Patty. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a dangerous fight. So, so it's a no win. It's a no win situation. No well, win. ultimately, ultimately, Tony Ferguson gets an opportunity to make that walk again, and especially when so many called. For him to be done after losing to Bobby Green in the way that he did. All right, guys. So last night. All right, nope. All right, guys. So last weekend, we were watching UFC Fight Night where Michelle Waterson had a terrible cut. Um, we saw Rafael Fazeev break his foot while kicking the arm of Mateus Gamrot. But what stood out to me the most is probably not the biggest names on the card. It was Cody Brundage fighting Jacob Malkoon. Jacob Malkoon, who is a wrestler, one of Robert Whitaker's friends and teammates, was beating on Cody Brundage. Cody Brundage gets hit with an illegal blow, right? Guys, Brundage is on a three-fight losing streak. The dude has lost three fights in a row. Generally, you don't even get three in a row in the UFC before you get cut, but he's lost three in a row, and he's well on his way to losing again. He gets hit with an illegal blow, Mark Smith, referee Mark Smith, we give these refs a lot of bad time for when they make mistakes, so we want to give Mark Smith credit for being right where he's supposed to be. He makes the call as Brundage. If he can continue, Brundage says no, he gets a victory. Losing streak over. Now he at least gets another fight in the UFC. This dude was getting beat by Jacob Malcoon. My question is, what's the right way to do this? Because we have seen it on so many occasions. Right? Muhammad Usman poked his opponent in the eye last night. The guy continued. Muhammad Usman gets a win. John Jones need Anthony Smith on the ground illegally. Anthony Smith continues to fight, loses the fight. John Jones moves on as the champion. Anthony Smith then starts to flounder a little bit. But yeah. if he would have laid down, he would be the champ. He gets pay-per-view in the return. Al Jermaine Sterling is the greatest case of this. He lays down. Three fights later, people are considering him the greatest bantamweight of all time. So my question is, what's the right way? Do you get up and continue? Or do you just deal with the general public going, well, this guy laid down? I think as a fan, we want to see him continue no matter what, right? Because we're looking at him and we want to say, hey, this guy, if you can fight, you should fight. That's what we're here to watch. But as a fighter, I'm like, hey, bro, like if he's going to get cut, he's losing his source of revenue. So if he has a chance to fight one more fight and that's the way he gets it done, and maybe, like you said, he goes out the next fight and he dominates and he keep, he gets a new contract, he's good to go. It's probably not the most favorable thing, but like you said, when, with Aljamain Sterling, we know that, hey, you can reverse the idea what people have of you people, if you I don't just win. I think people kept judging Aljamain for those actions, though. It, it felt like even when he was yeah. the champ and beating all these dudes, it felt like people held on to the fact that he won the belt in that way, even though he came back and he beat Piotr Jan. It's not like he didn't fight Piotr Jan again and beat him. He beat him. Lay down. I am laying down, taking the money. I'm taking the belt. And guess what? Huh? They only remember that I laid down when it's time for me to fight. <laughs> only when, <they're, laughs> yeah, when you whenever it's time, only when it's time for me to fight, they remember that I laid down in my yeah, last you, fight. Listen, I do not care. I will walk around every day with that extra money in that belt and only hear that I laid down when they promote my next fight. Who cares, man? If you heard it, you can't continue. Take the money, take the belt. And and and, and they they did something illegal. That's on them. It's not your it's not your fault. Take the belt, man. Take the money. I'm you know, they, you know when they say that 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 little saying, 
going out on your shield. You know where that come from? Like the Greeks and the Romans and shit like that. Like going out on your shield meant you died. Wow. You're done. <laughs> yeah. You're coming back. You're not coming back. So like, what's the what's the point of going out on your shield if you can't go? You can't come back home. Like, bro. Oh, so you going to the afterworld? With the uh, 40, 40 wives and all that. No, man. I want to stay here on this earth. Be a champ. Or get an opportunity to fight again. So like Al Jermaine, he, he laid down like Jay said. My man laid down. He got to fight again. Beat somebody. The the cat that he laid down um for. Beat the cat. And then goes on and becomes like mystic pretty much. Yeah, he like, be, dude, he beat, he beat, he beat him. Then he beat T.J. Dillashaw. He beat uh, Henry Cejudo and then fought Sean O'Malley. And, and in that fourth fight, even though he lost, Sean O'Malley brings eyes. Sean O'Malley, for as big a star as he was, wasn't the one that was collecting pay-per-view revenue. Mm -hmm. It was Aljamain Sterling. But none of that happens if Aljamain Sterling does not stay down mm -hmm. and gets the he opportunity. Dropped he dropped his shield, dog. <laughs> he didn't go out of his Hey, on, he on. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> What? I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I am out. Hey, yeah, I it can hit me in my stomach. It can hit me. It can be a low blow. That's okay. Oh. Hey, on, <laughs> Only if you're losing, though, right? Only if, like, like, it seems as though it happens when they losing. Like, sometimes when the fight is super close, they'll keep fighting. But when they losing, it's, it's, it's like the guy kind of thinks about it. I remember I watched... Diego Sanchez do that one time when he got <laughs> Diego Sanchez. Do y'all remember when Diego Sanchez did that? And he was like, 29, 28. Like he was like, he was, counting, he was counting. He was counting, dog. Like, I'm oh, not bro. putting my lay down in the same category with Diego. <laughs> Sanchez. I can't put nothing in the same category with Diego. Sorry. Hey, y'all look up every, hey, Don't like, even bring him up no more. That's one thing. Okay. I can take all the people talking about I lay down. But if they say I did the same thing as Diego Sanchez, <laughs> I am getting up on. I will continue to fight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jamel, your corner going to be like, Diego. Diego. That's crazy, oh, bro. Y'all got to stop, man. Y'all oh, got to oh, stop. Oh, I just oh. remember. I remember he was like, he was like kind of like, wait, one, two. <laughs> I was just digging this dub. But, but what's the difference? But there is no difference. I think I think it's a case-by-case -case basis, obviously. And I think that in Aljamain Sterling's case, he made the right call because ultimately he went on to defend that belt three times because, you know, he defended that belt three times. So And because of that, he was the champion on three different pay-per-views. Because of that, he got to collect on the fourth pay-per-view against Sean O'Malley. But I think that in the Brundage situation, he had the wherewithal to go, you know what, man? This is, dude, it was going bad. Like it was going bad for him. He was on he was he was on the ground just getting beat up because he kept getting taken down. And it was like it was one of those situations where I don't know if it was gonna get better for him. And he made a choice to kind of like fight live to fight another day, is essentially yeah. what he did. He was out of that if he'd have lost that fight. So well, I mean, is is he really? I mean, Tony's lost six in a row. <laughs> yeah, but that's Tony. Like, no one knows Cody Brundage, bro. Like, he, he loses three, he's out, bro. Like, I think with Terry was saying that seven. If, he, if he lost that fight, he wouldn't back in the championship. Like, I don't think they run that fight back. No, bro, because think Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith would have fought John Jones again as the champion. Yes. Yeah. John Jones, when he stayed down there, 
Dana was like, he's a beast. He kept fighting and didn't lay down. But it's not like the organization looked back at that fight and goes, we got to run these dudes back because yeah. he took an illegal blow. And that's Bro. what I think Terry was saying by saying if he stays in that fight and loses, he don't go back into another title fight. He just lost. They will move on for, uh, from Aljo. You know what I mean? Especially I think some of these rating. blows truly, truly affect them, though. Like, some of it truly affect them. So, sometimes you can't continue, man. And, it, and if you do continue, you don't even get a point deducted half the time. Bro, that's Bro, another I thing. I watched that. So, Anthony, you that lose Anthony. a lot of yourself with the illegal blow, but they don't get punished for it. So, yeah, at least one or two points. Like they said, take two right. points. Like something that's going to actually affect the score if it's an illegal shot. You know? I'm just thinking sure. about this, bro. When I watch that Anthony Smith and John Jones fight, and he's standing on on, on the cage holding up himself up in between that time, how many times y'all thought that it ran through his mind that if I just stop right now, I'm going to be the champion? I got to be honest. I don't know if Anthony ever thought that. That's what I'm saying. I don't think Anthony ever thought I'm going to stay down and just become the champ. And I, and I don't know if that's like the right thought. I don't I know think, if it's the right thought or the wrong thought, but I don't think one time he thought, if I don't continue, I'm the champ. I don't think dudes think that unless it's looking bad or it's going bad for them, bro. It was. You know? but it was going bad for him. <laughs> but 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 I think he I think he has that warrior mindset. Like no, 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 no. That's what I'm this. saying. Like he 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 was <laughs> I saw his interview with Kamar Usman and he was talking about I was giving him work. I was, you know, he thought he was actually in the fight. He thought he was doing work. He was. He <laughs> was. I just think I just think he's basing it on he wasn't getting beat. Be like super bad, yeah, right? He wasn't uh, getting dominated. So sometimes yeah. people would take that and be like, "I'm doing actually, but you know, you're not. You're no, not. You're, not, you're, not, not you're just not doing <laughs> this bad. Y'all will get canceled. Y'all will get me canceled. Me. What I'm gonna lose? I'm taking my title. My one title. I'm taking it, and I will be a champ for the rest of my life. They're gonna have UFC champ by my name if I get illegal. Now you gonna have that picture in the hallway. Uh, How you gonna pose in there? <laughs> I'm gonna be in the club with my belt like Arjo. <laughs> <laughs> y'all stupid, man. Man, y'all stupid, man. Look, guys, I hope y'all enjoyed me getting to talk to these dudes. They silly. It's funny, but they really do no fighting, man. Fellas, I appreciate y'all doing this with me, man. Let's get back next week. There will be some interesting stories over the course of the week, and every single weekend we will touch on them as I am joined by the people closest to me. Till next time, guys, like, subscribe, tell your friend to tell a friend that DC's got a YouTube channel and he's bringing fire content every single week. Follow the volume and everything else that your boy is doing. Until next time, guys, I'm Daniel Cormier. That's Terry, Jamel, and Craig, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.